Disclaimer, we're not qualified to speak on any of these topics or any topics in general. Our thoughts and opinions are our own and only reflect our thoughts and opinions at the time we're stating them and sometimes not even then. So don't go making a statue for us and ripping it down in 30 years when you find out that Cato's a cat owner and I eat my weight and steak annually. Our views do not represent those of any of the entities we are affiliated with and our commentary is satirical, which would describe all commentary if everyone else were as honest as us. Ever since we decided to expand the definition of literal figurative, as people were clearly now accepting that facts are advertising, opinions aren't nearly as authentic as the body part often associated, and words are just a combination of sounds intended to entertain us and prompt us to buy something, be that a product, a concept, or a taco. With that said, we're obviously from the future and we're here to help the human race cross the finish line. Stop taking everything so seriously. It's only life after all. You've got pop. You've got pop. This clap is for all of you who are joining us for another week on... Uh, not for you. It's a podcast that's not for you. I was gonna say. So this we're calling our St. Patrick's Day special. Uh, yes. which Happy St. Not- Patrick's Day, everybody! How <laughs> yeah. celebrates, including and especially Judy Greer. I just want to make that make that clear. Is especially that this 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 podcast has moved on from in 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 the year twenty twenty three. We've moved on from PDD. Yeah, this is exclusively an Oklahoma and Judy Greer fan podcast. It's not him. It's us, and like all of his relationships, it came to an end. Yeah, we've de- we've decided that we we deserve better. We and do. So we've we've moved on. Yeah, we still love you people. We just love Judy more. Yeah, no. So we decided to kick off and celebrate St. Patrick's Day this week. So get tuned for more photos. Do you want to explain a little bit about what we decided to do for this week's photos? Well, it just feels a little bit accessible to do what everybody always does and wear like a Kiss Me I'm Irish t-shirt or... And I just don't... Even though, I don't want that. Like that is just something I cannot abide or consent to. Well, then if I'd known that, I would have maybe gone that route. But <laughs> <laughs> good show for next year. But so we wanted to do something to celebrate, you know, the Irish and St. Yeah, Patrick's Day. An Irish theme, if you will. And so we went with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Which is obvi- obviously when I think of Ireland, I go right to Bram Stoker. Who does it? You know, uh, obviously that's my, my the very first thing that bubbles to the top of my head. Exactly. Obviously. So please enjoy those photos. So welcome. You're welcome for the uh, the, yeah. fan, the fan cast. This was our so fan welcome. service podcast. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, but, you know, even if this is our special St. Patrick's Day, we're still going to kick off with our standard uh, news you can't use. So, Absolutely. You know, do you have any news we can't use this week? I have lots of news that we can't use always. Um, do you want me to kick it off? I would I would love to. Okay, I'd love to talk about Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, <laughs> some light, some light. Just, just, just to kick it off easy, I'm like, maybe I should have said, do you have anything funny? Um, it's okay, we'll, we'll follow up with that. Obviously, the bank failed last Friday. What that means, basically, is a governmental authority, whether a state authority or a federal authority, will come in and forcibly close a bank down because it's in a position that can no longer satisfy its deposits or cover its balance or that kind of thing. So it was at the time the 16th largest bank in the U.S. It was the largest bank in uh, by way of deposits in all of Silicon Valley, which has a lot of money coming through it. It was a fund to a lot of VC and uh, tech startups and that kind of thing. And they ran out of money. Um, a lot of people are pointing the finger toward the deregulation of banking, which we always, you know, cycle through. Um, that happened in 2018. There's a lot of people that are pointing fingers. I think it's really interesting to note that this is a bank that was started in 1983 by two former Bank of America managers who were playing poker one night. Oh, that's and we're like, the best place to make a What else can we decision? gamble with? <laughs> Other people's money. Other people's money. Exactly. You know how that conversation went. Yeah. And so they're like, let's, let's, we're, you know, we're at this, we're at a bank that's a, you know, well-established institution. Why don't we blow that all up and go start something risky and start, 
you know, giving loans to all these companies. It was it was the beginning of like this, you know, software and tech boom in Silicon Valley. And there was no way for, you know, the VCs to get the money to these startups and for it to be controlled. And they just kind of figured out a way to help with that, take a piece of the pie. It was very high risk. They were like, what else is high risk? So then they got into high risk real estate loans. And shockingly, they, you know, hit a wall. And so the second largest bank to fail. Um, the first one obviously was Washington Mutual in 2008. Also same strategy, the high risk, um, but that was the subprime market. So there's a theme here and everybody's pointing fingers. And my slant on this is, is this. The conservatives will blame the liberals for over-regulating, which creates a climate where people are afraid to spend money and it's not as good for the markets and that kind of thing. And the liberals will accuse the conservatives of deregulating everything and creating a wild, wild west where, you know, everything goes to pot, um, as it were, as it were. But the real answer is this. They're both right. We do bolster confidence in the market and spending when we have more money flowing and more money flows when there's more ways to get the money. And if it's a calculated risk and we've covered all of our bases responsibly and we're betting the right way and not creating a Ponzi scheme, which is more kind of like what some of these banks seem to do, like just keep bringing in new money to cover the old deposits. But if we don't do that, but we have a nice mix, a responsible mix, that does stimulate the economy and it can be sustainable long term. And the problem is, Conservatives are certain that, you know, it's the deregulation that we need to do. We need to get the money flowing. And, and the liberals are just certain the manner of just regulating everything and, and buttoning down everything is the way to go. And the truth is, the answer is in the compromise, which it always has been, which is why there's a shocker. I know, what a shocker. The answer is somewhere in, in that little, in the sliver between those two yeah. things is where that answer lives. Yes. And I think that it's just such a parallel to so many other things that we go through in our country, especially right now, where people are so sure that their position is right. And guess what? There's, there could be more than one right. You can be right, but you might have, you know, some spots that you're not really factoring into and you don't really see the dangers. And somebody else might be right from a different perspective. And when you bring it together and you come up with a solution together, everybody wins. But right now, everybody's losing because we don't want to work together. We're so sure that we're right. Guess what? We're not. What's right is when we bring everything together. I do want to point out, though, that Ponzi schemes are never a good idea. Let's just let's just they're not let's a good idea. No. In the first place. Yeah. No. I mean, they're really. I mean, to start them might be to join them is not. No. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's sort of like you know, it's. I think of the quote from Creed from The Office, and this applies to everything. It's a with regards to cults. It's really fun to be a leader, not so much fun to See? be a follower. Uh, this is how I feel about finance. It's all very right. culty for me, and also if you to ask me what I knew more about banking or like a cult I know an awful lot more about cults than I do I can't wait so I'm just like this is great yeah I'm just like cool banks can fail money's made up this just gives me another thing to put in like it to, to, ultimately to, to yes. sort of echo your your statement from last week nothing matters exactly nothing matters and this yes. is just another great example but I, I do think it gives me another if, if this podcast goes for bust I think I have an idea for, <laughs> for, I have an idea for what the not for you banking solution might be so stay, stay tuned for that uh, also this podcast is not sponsored by Bank of America because I'm sure someone else out there listening being like listen this is somehow probably indirectly our fault way way back because yeah. we, we, we let power go unchecked and they decided to do something different <laughs> they were just to be clear it was a different organization yes. but yes. it's not sponsored by Bank of America it's definitely not sponsored by Silicon Valley Bank because they are no longer that being said if, if no one can tell us no this punk house might be sponsored it, it might be yeah so stay, yeah. stay tuned on how we feel about that yeah one. so do you have anything a little bit more exciting than banking well I was going to say uh, I know that's a tough bar <laughs> it's to a sort of segue from like 
white meat and other things. <laughs> um, did you hear that uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is being sued? I I had not. I was going to say, I, this, is, this has been the news that's been tickling my funny bone all day. <laughs> uh, so there is a gentleman who is in, I believe, Illinois, I think just outside of Chicago. Eamon Halim is suing the restaurant chain Buffalo Wild Wings for, quote, false and deceptive marketing after claiming their boneless wings are actually just chicken nuggets. And oh, no. I'm, I'm in love with this because I thought we were all here. I thought we were all on the same page. Yeah. Like, so he filed the lawsuit at a district court and he said he purchased the wings at a restaurant in Mount Prospect and he was under the impression he was buying deboned wings because of the description on the menu. Again, I thought we were all on the same page. So I, out of curiosity, because I, I'm way too invested in this, like, chicken fraud, mm-hmm. I went to go and look up the description of their boneless wings oh, on the menu. Because I was like, no, no, I want to figure out. So the description on the menu of their boneless wings is juicy all-white chicken, lightly breaded, hand-spun in choice of sauce or dry seasoning. So to their credit, they never actually describe the method at which this chicken has no bones. Well, the difference is, of course, that... A chicken wing is a part of a chicken, and a chicken tender is typically a blend of parts of chicken. Yeah, it's, but it's the constituent parts of chicken. I would like to get the records of every purchase he's ever made in his life and see if he's ever purchased chicken nuggets that were chicken nuggets or boneless chicken well, nuggets. Because I'm going to guess he has. Uh, my guess here is that this is probably similar to like when people wanted to see, and this was a successful lawsuit, that when they sued Subway because the foot long wasn't actually a foot long, and you can't argue that a foot is like, it's not like a term we Was use. it more or less? It was less than a foot. Really? So people were arguing that you can't, like, a foot's not sort of like a rough measurement in terms of how we use it. A foot has a measure. Well, it depends where in the world you are, doesn't it? <laughs> it here, here, we've decided that to measure anything other than in centimeters, we're, we'll measure it in alligators, we'll measure it in feet. But they they won that, I say, whatever collective people decided to be bonkers, I say that they, with Subway, won that. So I imagine this gentleman was like, you know what? I don't believe he was genuinely duped because I've never walked into a Buffalo Wild Wings and not known what I was getting. Yeah. But my favorite thing about this is that through his lawyer, he's seeking damages, injunctive relief, restitution, declaratory relief and all other remedies the court deems appropriate but they've not decided what amount of money he'd like yet mm. and it turns out he's not alone in this crazy bonker stance this is like there was a an article from someone from the associated press who calls boneless wings a culinary lie akin to baby carrots and chilean sea bass and then someone else a few years ago on the um Lincoln City Council meeting in Lincoln, Nebraska said we've been living a lie in regards to boneless chicken. I wish that we could all be as passionate as these very mediocre people are about their chicken. It's 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 fascinating. And I feel like we have ways of classifying words that mean a broader band of things. Um, and so just simply by doing a little bit of research, we probably could clarify this, but uh, God bless them. Again, this is why we can't have nice things because we just sue everything. We permit every lawsuit in the world. I, that's why I thought ridiculous. it was ridiculous. This has been brought to a court, but my favorite thing was Buffalo Wild Wings' response. Buffalo Wild Wings tweeted, it's true, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. And not uh, even buffalo. <laughs> our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. <laughs> exactly. So lo and behold, it's, oh, and I, here's the thing, you know this about me. I will die on the hill of literal yes. until, until we're all dead. But this is even where I know, like, when mm-hmm. I'm ordering boneless wings, 
I just don't want to get messy that day. Like, I, I know yeah, the difference. Yeah, it's just they're two different things. I've also just... In, in thinking about this confusion, I've never wanted to go to a place and get deboned chicken. I don't want someone else to like rife through my chicken no. and then hand me weird no. chicken no. bits. I've never in my life even seen that as an option. Yeah, because that's not a thing. Because it's but not that's thing. why this is news you can't use in yeah. this regard. So there's it's, my it's chicken really, story. It's not for you, and the wings are not for so, Amen. Away from <laughs> a, a chicken fraud, what, do, what else do you have? Well, another cheery note, we're going to talk about schoolgirls in Iran. Oh, so, that's always really lighthearted. So, so I saw this this blurb saying that there were five schoolgirls, five Iranian um, schoolgirls that were being hunted by the police after posting a TikTok video of them dancing to a Selena Gomez song. Um, Women do not have anywhere close to equal rights uh, in Iran, uh, for those of you that are caught up on that. Um, But they had found them and then they forced them to do an apology. And while I was reading that, I came across this other article, though, about school school-aged girls in Iran, and it turns out over a thousand of them in the past three months have had noxious gas poisoning at school. Now, most schools, wow. almost all schools in Iran are, are um, separate between men and women. And the belief is that these schoolgirls are being poisoned because girls are starting to have a voice of their own and speak out against the machine, and so they're poisoning them to either deter them or close the schools down or something. We don't know exactly what or who's behind it. The president has ordered an investigation, but the prevailing thought is that they're being poisoned because these schoolgirls are getting unruly. So let's talk more about how big of a problem our Buffalo Wild Wings aren't. (laughs) On the scale of things like I'm being poisoned by noxious gas or like this chicken is... I don't know, I guess it's more chicken than you anticipated, but who am I? But so, like, <laughs> if, we're, if we're really to weigh the odds, like the, re- the real problem is this this man does yeah. not have chicken. No. Not these poor girls who exactly. are being poisoned. I know, exactly. Like, and we had International Women's Day last yeah. week that we were celebrating and talking about. And it just, you know, really makes you think about, yeah, we have a long way to go in the U.S. still, but wow. Not that far. In so many... I mean, we have come an awfully long way, but we still do have a ways to go. Oh, yeah. But... The rest of the world, oh my goodness. I didn't realize re- that I mean, there's plenty of countries right, that are in the U.S. as well, and some better, but yeah. there's plenty that right. are poisoning schoolgirls for asking questions. Yeah, so, I mean, wow. I, like, this is not to diminish this as I sit with my privilege of pockets, but, like, there are times where, like, the biggest problem someone might hear is that the outfit they have doesn't have pockets, but there's not the fear of them being, like, poisoned at school. Yeah. And that's just, it's, it's, it doesn't mean that, like, one of those is any more, like, fair, but certainly that puts into perspective, like, the wide gulf of equality and how that's measured in other places. Yes. It is odd about the pockets, though. It really is. It really is. And I, I imagine you have more things to carry than I do. Uh, I don't I don't have any bits and bobs to carry. I don't have any, <laughs> like, fun things in my pockets. And so whenever someone else is like, I don't have pockets in my outfit, I just know that means someone's going to hand me something to carry that's going to yeah. go into my pockets. That sounds right. Yeah. 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 I just exist to be, like, secondary pocket man. Thank you for knowing your yeah. role. So, yeah, that was some other exciting news I came up with. What else do you have? Anything there? <laughs> so... I feel I, a little better. I, yeah, I was going to say, wow. I love whenever we use science in such a way that it's like, well, okay, thank you for using They blinded your, me with science. I was going to say, 
I love a good Thomas Dolby reference, and I, <laughs> but I feel like if this if we if this were like to accompany this science, he'd be like, no, no, I'm good. Uh, there was a study conducted by researchers at Seoul National University that found that people who perceive themselves to be more attractive are less likely to wear a mask, like read the like masking situation. And so uh, they asked 1,030 participants, mm-hmm. so oddly specific, to self-evaluate how attractive they deemed themselves and how likely they were to wear a mask in certain situations, such as a job interview, walking a dog, and how that impacted their willingness to wear one. And the more attractive someone found themselves, they were like, no, 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 I'm not going to wear No, this. it's very true, because I myself felt like I was losing my privilege during <laughs> during that time. And I was like, Excuse wait a minute, wait a minute. Look wait, at wait, my jaw. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Don't you know? I'm sorry. Now can I get faster help? Thank you. Like, <laughs> and it's definitely about my own self-perception. But I think part of it's also just connecting with people because they can see you versus like a person behind a mask. But it felt like the world had changed a little bit when we were ma- wearing masks. And for those of us who might have been told they were too amazing by their parents, we might have interpreted that into being because people couldn't see our pretty faces. Excuse me. I'm a special snowflake. Exactly. Mommy says I'm special. Yes. But even funny, and obviously, like, if one thing is true, the inverse is true. So, obviously, the more attractive someone found themselves, inversely, if someone found themselves, like, the people who rated themselves unattractive were like, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to wear a mask. There were times where, like, I had a terrible, like, I'm very prone to cold sores. So I was never so grateful as when we were all masking because at one point in time, my mouth was like a gross Phantom of the Opera nightmare and I'm just like, and I'm here and I'm doing it. Like for the greater good, yes. I'm hiding my face from the exactly. world. But I was like, and the, the, I think the best part is it's not people, like they didn't ask any, like they were like based on the objective attractiveness of these people it was all oh yes how attractive do you find you and how likely are you to wear masks and overwhelmingly people were just like no i'm incredibly gorgeous how dare you deny my face so that was the news i can't yeah. i'm glad that we really balanced the yours is how sad can we be about the planet and mine is like literally how little can you use this information yeah well honestly the banking thing was really just more about how it really things actually work when we bring our very different opinions together. And the other thing was about us being grateful because our world is so much better than some other parts of the world. Well, our world. Yeah. Yours is deep, be mine grateful, is chicken. But it did come off as a little bit Debbie Downer. It does, it does feel a little bit like someone from SNL is going to get real, real moody and sad about it. I know. Rachel Dratch, if you're listening... We'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have you just like right here between us at yeah. all times. Or just as a to like friend. pop up. Yeah. That would be amazing. Can yes. you just imagine just we were just talking if we were just yes. talking and Rachel Dratch just came up to say like either vaguely Did, like What if we told her that this was like um an unauthorized second city workshop? <laughs> I was gonna say technically yep. what if we told her Tina Fey would be here sometimes? Yeah, I mean I think that's fine, I think there are too. a few opportunities. Yeah, there, yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. The rest of everything that I'm excited to chat about today is all yeah. related fact, to St. Patrick's Day. And it, 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 in fairness, it, our next topic, because yeah. we're going to play a game, I believe, yeah. it pivots really well from, like, like being sad and also, like, pandemics. Yes. So that's great. Because yes. you have a game for us that I think, I, I actually called it, uh, whose lineage is it in? Whose lineage is it? Anyway, that's adorable. So we're going to have a little quiz for us, uh, Kato Murray and yeah, Kristen Carroll. Yeah, if people aren't aware, there's, a, per, per, I'm just going to flex, per Anders, 
Her Ancestry.com, 45% Irish. The rest of it's all weird little murky white things. Like, from what area? Um, like, if, like, this is Northern Europe and this is, like, uh, the bottom Spain, <laughs> Portugal. So like, most, and then of, this is most, of, most of my person is from, like, Galway and Connemara. And okay, that's the rest Ireland. of yes, no, I'm talking about the, the, the other, other parts. Yes. The other parts are uh, lots of like Eastern European slash Russian, oh. uh, because my my great grandparents were from an area that used to be Austria, but it's basically just Russia. Um, so there's a lot of Eastern Europe, like a, a skosh of Norwegian, like the tiniest mm. ounce, and then the rest of it's like England, Scotland. Yeah, yeah so it's all. How white and like alcoholically inclined can one be? Yeah, I got all of them. My 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 twenty three and me. It's literally like just such a very small circle and like north, like Scandinavia, and then like. But you know, if you look at Norway, it's really very close to Scotland. They're yeah, right over there, they, so it's like they almost it's Norway five. and Sweden and Scotland and like Ireland. It's just like all right there. Yeah, so they at least have a wider wider. It's not. It's, I've never seen anyone's that looks like. Like wow, we really didn't. Yeah, we didn't travel too far. Out <laughs> and of well, it. fingers crossed that at least the last name varies greatly from generation to generation to some degree. Yeah. Um, I did on an ancestry note, and whether this stays it or not, uh, I did find that I do share an ancestor, like an 18th cousin, on both my paternal and maternal sides per ancestry. So I did find where that tree intersects, but thankfully, it's so that's, far I mean, back. That's gonna that, happen. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. oh, thank God, because I know that being Irish. And English, like the the likelihood of that tree crossing sooner. So the fact that it's something like eight, 18 great grandparents back, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So I just look like this because of genetics, not because of anything more. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna test which one is more Irish. This is very scientific as well. Oh boy. Um, we get one point for each affirmative response. Okay. Now the winner, no, the loser has to either do an Irish jig after on TikTok. Oh, no. Or one shot for the delta of every question that the quiz was lost by. Okay. So, number one, are you wearing anything green? No. Okay. So, you said it was one point? I am. Yep. So, there's a total of 20 questions if you're keeping track. And uh, for those of you playing along at home, uh, if you beat us, let us know. And um, we will do all the shots and tricks as well. You can just pick. Um, either way, it's going to be not for you. Am I allowed to count something I'm permanently wearing? Um, I, unlike you, I am very comfortable playing in the gray, so I would say yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I... I, I um, bum, bum, bum. I, 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 right. Well, I, I, if that's the way we're allowed to go, I'm like, I have a couple. But if I ask you something that I'm wearing, I've never uh, worn green on, on St. Patrick's And Cato is referring to a tattoo. Yes. In case yeah, anybody's it's not like, trying to it's guess not like like a shirt that I've what kind of situation is happening now. There's, that's just a super great concern. Though. I just wanted to share that. Do you have any relatives currently living in Ireland? Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you know them is the third question. You're going to beat me so hard. Uh, have you ever been to Ireland? Is question four. Can you say hello in Irish? Did you know that Irish is a language? I That's did, not actually I, one of the questions. I did know that. <laughs> um, oh, actually, no, I, I can't. Um, do you know who St. Patrick is? You need to know his name, because I never get that right, but I do. 
He's actually only recorded as Patrick. Okay. And there's a lot more to it than that. You know what? Let's circle back to this one. Yeah, I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Um, we'll come back to this. I'm going to ask you, so we'll decide if you do or not. Do you have freckles? Uh, number eight, do you have red hair? Number nine, can you do an Irish dance? Number 10, prove it. <laughs> have you had an Irish coffee is 11. <laughs> Number 12, do you make corned beef and cabbage more than once a year? And my side note on that is that's actually not what the Irish eat, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. This quiz is silly. Um, number 13, do you know what seaside cliff and cave formation Harry Potter and Dumbledore entered to find the Horcrux in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? The worst part is I feel like I should know that. I'm going to let people down in so many directions. You're already letting yeah. me down. Um, number 14, do you sing? I mean, I guess, yeah. And number 15, oh. prove it. Oh. Go ahead. I'm I mean, gonna, we I'm each gonna, have to I'm do gonna, it. I'm going to take that point away from myself. I have sang before. I don't sing anymore. I, I haven't sang since I went through the evolution of being all the Jonas Brothers in the last 10 years. Okay, yeah. well, all right. So you're not going to prove it? No, okay. I'm not going to prove it. Um, all right, I will prove it. Um, should I do it with an Irish accent? I was sort of hoping. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. I didn't say that I'd sing well. I just said I sang. So there we go. Is that good? Yeah. yeah? Okay. Uh, 16, have you had Guinness? You get a point for each one you have. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> definitely get to know if you were a Sadly, no. Um, have you had Guinness in Ireland? Is number 17. 18 is, do you know what a clootie tree is? 19, have you seen one in real life? And 20 is, do you, did you tie a ribbon to it? Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm fully prepared to have to do something embarrassing so on TikTok. We're going to circle back to number six to find out if you know who St. Patrick's. St. Patrick is. So, yeah. what do you know about the St. Patrick and this so holiday? St. Patrick was brought over. You look very. You look like you're going to yeah. throw up like a teacher has <laughs> called on you in high oh, school. No. Like, why oh, do you think no. this matters? Uh, <laughs> but I, I like it. I'm I do know that he was go. from uh, <laughs> Roman Britain and he was brought over. As oh, did, a slave. so did you Google? Did I know. I, I, well, I mean, did I Google it? Yes, but have I have I learned this? Yeah, yes. So you know who oh, he yeah. is, and I know that it's not actual snakes. If for anyone who was confused. He didn't. There are there are no snakes in Ireland. He did not drive them out. That is a coincidence. It is called allegory. Well, there's never been any post-glacial snakes in Ireland, but Correct. there are I, no bears. But we don't talk about that. You know what? Though there were twa pygmies that had dreadlocks that were preferred. I know this sounds awful. Oh, that no. were ref- I know from Central Africa, and they were ref- the dreadlocks were referred to as snakes at the time. And so there's also another school of thought that he actually that like slaughtered racist that he slaughtered them, and oh, those no. were the snakes that he drove out of Ireland. Because there's two stories about Saint it's Patrick. One is there's paganism. one that he was taken by. There's one that it, he was taken. The, the fighting Irish are really they were the, they really were, um, and the Romans were kind of afraid of them because they were just like. We have a, a lot Belligerent more going on here, fighting, but yeah. you just really seem to be good at fighting and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it um, honestly tickled them a little bit, and they weren't messing with the Romans that much. So. <laughs> um, they kind of gave them a pass. So the Irish would come in and like pillage and everything, people yeah. in Britain all the time. This was before it was even in England. Um, and so one of the stories is that they came in and they raided his house and took him and brought him there and put him in jail for six years, and he found God and 
then God spoke to him and said, you got to get out of there. So he left. And then he came back 15 years later after he became a priest and like saved them all um, from paganism, which is not what they referred to. It, it was um, ancient, ancient Celtic. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's what's summar- summarized Celtic religion, religion, but that's but, just yeah. what Christians would call yeah. it. I think that's the other school of thought is that when he was 15, he murdered somebody. He wrote this paper called the confession. He never really said what it was, but there's, it's suspected that maybe he killed somebody okay. and he actually fled there that he was never in captivity um but that he kind of came up with this whole backstory and that he used religion as a way to get money from people and to um terrorize some of the other people that live there i don't know which of these are true but this is what i do know he was not irish and he was not a saint <laughs> because he's yeah never been canonized right, right. by he's he's considered quote unquote the patron saint of ireland but i think that that's sure all. I mean, so we just we just kind of we 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 Irish coffeeed that a little bit like there's some <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so I mean it's kind of it, it is interesting I I can, I can see why there's a lot of drinking um, so with that said you certainly know who St Patrick is so let's add up your total would you like to share your score fifteen first? I have four you have four I have four okay so Which, are you gonna do by the way wow we might that have... is by the way the same score I got on a test that I did on the Iliad in high school I got a four out of 100. 100? Yeah. <laughs> I got a four on the Iliad. Do you know how how little you have to know the Iliad to get a four on I don't it? even know how that's possible. Yeah, I don't even know a teacher driven enough to assign a four. Yeah. I, that's a teacher who sat through my entire awful like exam and was like, well, he wrote his name. Yeah. Uh, and maybe read the Wikipedia about the movie Troy. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Then so that's I your had, confession. Because I, I, I was like, I'm going to be honest. I was like, I have four. Um, so, like, like, are you going to do 11 shots or are you going to do a TikTok? <sighs> well, I'm going to have to probably do some sort of TikTok. I feel thing. like a, yeah. 11 might so kill say, you. So, say, yeah, 11 shots. My record is 13 and a I half I think it would shots. be close. Yeah. I might be a little ahead of you, but I did not think yeah. that. I know. I knew. I was like, oh, because there are certain things that, like, my family is very Irish in the way that, like, there are, are things that, like. In that your last name is Murray. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, like. Bloodline wise, but like, do I go out of my way? I've I've had a really hard time with like plastic patties my whole life, so I try and not. Be I don't that. even know what. Oh, oh, okay, got yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I try and not be a plastic patty by being like, I've never been to this country, but I'm going to learn an awful lot about it. Like, I claim to be Irish in like name and the fact that it makes up most of my bloodline, but I'm not going to pretend that I knew like the tree or anything. And again, I I don't wear a lot of green. Like the greenest thing on me is. Uh, the tattoo you can't yeah. see through my, my shirt. Green has been my favorite color since I was yeah, a child. I, well, I was also a big Celtic fan. I look right. I was gonna say, you're wearing a Celtic yeah. shirt right now. I, I look, love them. I look unwell in green. So I've, and I've, I've yeah, it's not a good color for yeah, me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was it's like, not a good I color have, for me either. But I can probably name the last time I wore green on St. Patrick's Day. Like I was like probably in the fifth grade. I have not worn green on St. Patrick's. Day. Well, since. as long as you're not wearing orange. Yeah, I don't do that because I also don't look good. Very few people look good in orange, and I am not one of them. <laughs> okay, so what about your uh, St. Patrick's? Uh, yeah, I was going to say some fun St. Patrick's I have. But wait, oh, and we will drop the link for the TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah. The t- Hello. The TikTok will have to come tomorrow. I just buried the lead there. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> buried, buried the lead. Pick your own spelling for that. It could be L-E-D-E or... L- I love L E E D. Refuse to be like governable. That. Yeah, exactly. Carry the lead. So I, I decided to collect quotes from Saint Patrick's. Okay. Um, c- could you guess where the the shortest Saint Patrick's Day parade is? 
Could I? I want you to see if you could guess. It is in the United States, but could you oh, guess okay. what state I, that it might be in? Because uh, apparently, it's famous for beingness. Um, is it Minnesota? It is. It is Hot Springs, Arkansas. Interesting. Yeah, they the shortest parade is always held on March seventeenth on the historic Bridge Street, and it became famous in the nineteen forties for being the shortest street in the world. And they, uh, well, I don't, I don't have the exact length of it, but it's the shortest street in the world, and they hold the parade on the shortest street. So what I just imagine is that's like, a parade I would attend. Several, apparently, thousands of people show up to this every it's year. Funny. So I'm imagining a bunch of people like crammed into like that hallway that you saw. Yeah. Like I, the envision I have is like. Try the chocolate factory when they're all being crammed at the end of the hallway before it opens up. Yeah. I imagine them being like drums and trumpets and all being slammed into this tiny corner. You can't even get out a few. Yeah. We have this place in Key West called the Smallest Bar, and it's literally like the size of a doorway. That's very. Funny. Yeah. And you don't go in it, like it's just there and they'll serve you whatever, and there's like a. <laughs> An awning. I feel like it, maybe they should open one of those there. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one is just, I thought this was a, just a fun fact. Uh, did you know that there are no, there's no record throughout, like, and I say, I say history, I'm going to clarify, like, literature or anything, there, that there are no female leprechauns. That's huh. why they're always portrayed now, as male. I know the Muffin Man who was on Jury Lane, of course. Line, yeah. But I did not know that, and I don't know how we would know that. Well, is it the facial hair? Apparently, well, this is what I loved. Is that, it, and this makes it all sound very serious. Uh, there's a 1976 book called uh, History of Irish Fairies by a woman named Carolyn White who indicated that there's not a single record throughout history of any mention of a female leprechaun. And one of the competing schools of thought is that leprechauns are defective like the, the children of defective fairies so they're like the un, they're like the lost boys of fairies oh no and I was like this is kind of delightful because I love the, I, like as someone who has some of his own defects I love the fact that what you become in that case is like a leprechaun and not a disappointment <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that's fantastic <laughs> Um, and then sort of in keeping with our theme of Irish authors, I really tried to find a number. I really did. Uh, but according to, there's a database called Pantheon, which collects all of those mm-hmm. things from like Wikipedia. Sure. And in that list, there are 5,755 writers in the, in the world and 55 of the top writers are from Ireland. So I don't have that statistic, but I thought that was a pretty, I was like, that's a, the 55, 55 of the top. You're saying that 55 of the top ones, not 55 of the like 5,000, right? It's well. It's, I'm it's, confused. It's fifty-five of that number. That that number 50, is like top, okay. So top it's ratings. like one percent. Uh, I think that makes it one percent. I really. And did you it. think that was? I thought it was both surprisingly high because I like it, high one percent. It, it, it's, it's not relative to population. So if you think about one percent of the writers, I know, but there's so many. Time, well, there's there's so many accomplished writers from Ireland yeah, for such a small little island. But for the fact that, that they rank twenty-third of like. Of the list okay. of so that's I mean, so they rank twenty like, third out of, of all the. Countries. All right, so yeah. they're in the top ten percent. Like, I was like, that's pretty good that's, for like yeah, a for, tiny nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not relative to population, so I thought that because I was like, I wanted to. Find and they even number. let women write there now. Too. Uh, they do. They do. Let it's women a new have thing. Thoughts. They've been trying yeah. it out. It's pretty great yeah. because I was always surprised. There's so many great writers from Ireland, and so few that we know. At least I know. There were pen names and that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of lot of pen names. So yeah. women are allowed to have opinions now. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to sort of just delve just a, just a scotch and super brims brimstone. Oh please, yes, we, please. We discussed you dressed as Dracula earlier, and, and this you was my were. I, I was Bram Stoker. I know. Uh, so 
there's the idea that you know he he wrote he wrote Dracula and people are like oh he wrote it based on Vlad the Impaler whose nickname was Dracula. Dracula is just what would have been the ancient like Romanian word for like son of the devil, which is very clever. But it's likely that he wrote Dracula actually based on his boss. Really? Yeah. They the, the idea was that this very charismatic man was based on what they described, what history has come to describe as Henry Irving, his horrible boss. Wow. He was his boss and also a Shakespearean actor who worked with him at the Lyceum Theater. And when he gave him Dracula to read, he's like, this is awful. Oh, this is funny. terrible. And I was like, I love the idea that Bram Stoker just sat there. And this was a man he'd worked for for like 30 mm-hmm. years before he wrote Dracula, just like petting away this like this charismatic. It makes me think like, who was B.J. Novak thinking of when he wrote <laughs> the offense. No, just kidding. I understand we took that from Europe as we often do, well, from England. Yeah, but I just love that idea. But that's really funny. And I also thought it was interesting he's never been, he, he never made it to like Eastern Europe. Yeah, he anyway. had never seen Transylvania. In yeah. fact, he, he thought, he was like, you know what? They don't know, they don't know Boo. So I'm going to Yeah, but it's held up so well yeah, over time. Yeah, like, like, you could never get away with that right, now. But he, Right, right. You and I, like, you and I could fact check anything, whereas, mm-hmm. like, he was like, I went to a castle in Scotland. I bet you this is the same thing. Yes, and he, you're he, exactly he's right. Like, he's like, this is basically, and he knew that at the time. He was like, yeah. he's like, no one's going to fact, like, by the time someone can correct me, I will be long dead. Yes. And I, I love but that. still, we it's, it's held up over now. time, it's though. It's up, still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's still one of the uh, perfect sort of, like, goth, like, it's, it's set the standard mm-hmm. for sort of your gothic horror. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also just, like, as a little fun tidbit about Bram Stoker, he apparently had a little bit of, like, vaguely gay feelings about Walt Whitman. Yeah. Which I kind of really liked. I was like, that's kind of yeah. fun. He wrote a, like, a, of not, not necessarily lusty letter to Walt Whitman, but he definitely wrote a letter that was a little bit more congratulatory than one might write to Walt Whitman. Uh-huh. I was like, well done, sir. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently smoking those leaves of grass. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my 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 Saint Fat tricks. Yeah, those yeah. are neat. Those are great. I love them. Is it time for our new favorite? Oh my god! It is time for our. All right, Judy Greer update. Yes. So you, we were right. It is, I think, her time in the sun. Yes. Uh, there was actually just recently an announcement that she's going to be added as a series regular to an ABC show that has not come out yet. It's going to be called the the working title is Drop Off, and it is a, a a remake of a British comedy called Motherland. The long line for this comedy, which I had never heard of, was this is a comedy for anybody who's dropped their kids off, breathed a sigh of relief, and then realized it's Sunday. She, so she's going to be opposite, <laughs> she's going to be opposite Ellie Kemper, which I could not oh. imagine like a sort of more perfect match. And even yeah, better. That's, that's yeah, yeah. I like that. Based on the characters, I did some research on the you know the characters played by Lucy Punch in Britain, but the the character in the British version of the show is kind of a bitch apparently. So I kind of like the idea yeah. that Judy Greer not has has evolved from like weird character actor to like best friend and things to like bitchy mom. Yeah. I was like. That is when you know your star is on the rise. It's exactly. Like, like Ellie Kemper's sort of a big name, but I kind of like that balance. Is that she's going to be the bitchy mom to like Ellie Kemper's like well-to-do mom who just wants to do her best. So that should be coming out sometime in the next premiere. Oh season. my gosh, I love so it. So we'll get to see Judy Greer on TV more frequently. I love Miss yeah. Judy Greer. I hope she's enjoying her St. Patrick's Day today. She's at least right. somewhat Irish. I assume, yeah, with the last name Greer, I have to assume. Exactly. That wasn't the last name that she was born with, but it doesn't matter. Nope. Um, yeah. Because Definitely English, Irish, Scottish, and probably two other things. I read an article that, well, an interview that she gave this, uh, I just read it this week. I don't know when the interview is from, but they had asked her what was her favorite on-screen kiss? Like, who was the best kisser? Okay. And they mentioned all these, like, people that you would think predictable. And she's like, you know who my favorite on-screen kiss was? 
it was when we were filming Grandma, and it was Lily Tomlin. <laughs> she said her lips were so soft. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love her so much. I'm so like, delightful. I know exactly. I just, I just loved it because I obviously love Lily Tomlin. Right. And That's sort of the, also another perfect sort of matchup. I know. So like, now I'm determined. I'd like to get them onto the show. This should be a small ask. Yeah. And I want to, I want to break it down. And you know, I don't want to leave. Lily's wife, Jane Wagner, in the dust. She's amazing, too. We can, well, we're happy to have all, all three of them. We can all chat this through. Maybe do a reenactment and see what happens. But I have a plan of how we're going to be able to get in touch with Miss Judy Greer. Is it? Does it involve kidnapping? It does not. Perfect. Some My of those man. letters were right, though. And I'm going to save the plan for next week's. This is, this is our first pod hanger. <laughs> So on that note, you're going to have to tune into next yeah, week. You really to are. To figure out how, how we're, we're going to capture, I mean, befriend, I mean, get friend, in touch with. Friend of the pod. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Yes. Yeah. Well, yep. Well, I'm really excited. I am also really excited because if there's like the potential for like loosely defined crime, you know that I'm kind of here for that. You're going to love it. You're going to love this. That. But, you know, thank you for joining us on yes. this very special St. Patrick's Day. You know, you found us here, but you can also find us at uh, notforyoupod.com. Yes, that's true. We have some social media stuff too. We're on Facebook. Us. It's Facebook. You've heard of that. And yeah. then Not For You Pod. But if you go to facebook.com backslash notforyou.pod. Nope. Dot FB. <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> If you go to we'll share some links below. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, our our fancy new yeah, we have, on we the have, gram. We have we're on yeah. We're, I don't know how we were on Instagram. We're on, yeah, we're not we're, we're on so, the gram now. So we are at Not For You Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at Not For You Podcast. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also reach us by email at uh, nobody at notforyoupod.com. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly who reads them. <laughs> But it's okay. And Nobody reads my emails either. And I read your emails, but that might be nobody. So, <laughs> never. No, nobody will read your emails and we'll never get back to you. That's right. Um, Happy St. Patrick's Day, well, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This has been an episode of Not For You. Goodbye. Okay, bye. bye.